about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Ladies and gentle dudes, welcome back to Who Cares? It's been a couple weeks. We missed you, but we're back. Yeah, I'm going to get into it. Ross is in a serious cuddle with Peggy on the couch. And this is me passively, aggressively (laughs) forcing her. No, come give her to me. Yes, come here, Peggy. Come to Papa. Come to Papa. Ross said she needs the emotional support, dog. It's been a day. It's been a weekend. We just got in from doing chores. We did we did co-parenting laundry tonight. Yeah. We I'm, got her done. I don't know what got me down. I think just cuz I'm not feeling 100%. So. Yeah, you're feeling a sore throat coming on. It's probably just like a post nasal situation. I don't know. It's just like sometimes I'm like fine with being pregnant and then other times I'm sad and depressed Mm. and have post nasal drip and Mm. it's like gloomy out I had a perfectly nice day honestly isn't it interesting just like the tide turned in some way when you really think about it we're all either post nasal or pre nasal you know Mm. (laughs) or if you listen to the sound of my voice you're just nasal so what's going on, hon? Well, we missed a week. We missed a week. It's been kind of a revolutionary couple of weeks. <laughs> it feels. Yes. For you, yeah. It feels like we're just really leaning into our future. Mm-hmm. And we're like reminding each other more and more often, like there's a baby inside of you. Yeah. Well, it's also like really staring us in the face these days. Yeah, we got a scan and uh, it was staring us in the face in the scan. Well, that and that I like look pregnant. Yeah. Like my stomach is here. It's only getting bigger. The belly button ring has been removed. Yeah, we had a belly button removal ceremony the other night. (laughs) We hired a cellist to come play. A cellist. Uh, Father Ted uh, came and did a reading. That was my campus uh pastor Um, priest she looks really cozy she kind of is just sort of like standing on my lap but not protesting all right now she's gonna leave i think she's gonna go to that she's gonna go to that crate let's let's try to just get her down (laughs) just sit (laughs) we've had this new a new thing with Peggy is that she now just goes to her crate on her own when she's like had it. She's like, good night. I'm done being smothered by you too. Yeah. It's time for me to go to bed. And this, then we get very sad. This living teddy bear gig might be up. Yeah. Which is great. She's asserting herself yeah. and it's only leading to her like enjoying her crate which is a benefit for us yeah we want all our daughters to advocate for themselves and protect their own space and And go to their crates yeah live in a crate (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're actually getting another crate for when the baby comes. Yep, baby crate. Guys, we're not going to get a crate. Uh, we, I think there's some left over down on the border towns of Mexico, Texas, oh, uh, from the I Trump can't. administration. God, we were just watching Bill Maher and he actually just made me really scared by this last bit that he was talking about with like, like Trump, if he doesn't, which like, I hope to God, I hope to every ancestor, like spiritual cosmic thing Every in this planet. goddamn world. Every spirit uh, guide. He doesn't win, um, but he won't go peacefully. Yeah. And he has a lot of dangerous people that love him and support him who own firearms. Yeah. And that is actually really terrifying. Like I, we haven't, I haven't even let myself like, go to that place but the way he just like spelled it out i was like oh god <laughs> like is this gonna be like a fucking what's that civil war well yeah i mean certainly it's seeming like it might go in that direction in some ways but and then i go straight to um what's that manchurian candidate no just let me think for a second uh, that movie uh, something road. Oh, the road. Cormac McCarthy. Is it called the, the planets, road? Planets just burning. With what's his name? That hot older actor, and he like Vigo Mortensen. Is it the road? Yeah. I thought it was called something else. It was something road. No, just the there's, road. Um, there's a. Uh, Are you positive that it's called the road? I'm pretty certain it's the road. I can look it up on IMDb. Um. But yeah, that is like where my brain goes. I'm like, oh, we're just like having a baby and now like we're going to have to like sacrifice that child so that it doesn't well, I get think, stuck I think being eaten by cannibals or something. I think we're timing it perfectly. I think, <laughs> I think our child will be athletic and have the motor skills in the next 12 to 14 years when it's actually important for us to when she just has to run to run and defend when ourselves she just has to run and, and we actually need her <laughs> to defend us because i've got this plantar fasciitis that won't quit oh. so yeah we're gonna train her like hannah like that little assassin hannah from sweden oh, man. i loved that movie uh and yeah she will because things are gonna just continue to get worse yeah the road the road God, that movie is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Bill Maher just reminded me that we're headed to the road and um, I'm already in some sort of funk that I guess just not feeling well triggered. I think I'm just having a lot of afternoon like lethargy that's been hard to get out of. The Sunday malaise. Um, and back to work tomorrow. And we're going to go on vacation in like a week, which I'm very excited about, but I'm also like stressed about in some way, which that just crept up today. I don't mm. know what's going on, you know, like sometimes, sometimes you just can't figure it out. Yeah. Right. Things just pop up. Yeah. You're like, I feel funky. I don't exactly know why. Yeah. I'm going to blame the pregnancy. 
seems yeah. like a safe bet. Yeah. And little triggers can, it's easy for them to kind of spin out into bigger things. I'm spinning. But what's good is usually <laughs> a good night's sleep is a reset button. Yeah. That's what I kind of decided. Once I hung up the laundry, I was like, I'm not dealing with anything else. I'm just recording this podcast Hitting the hay. Yeah, the fans have been clamoring for a new episode. Oh, the fans. Hey, fans. I mean, two people reached out. (laughs) Who I'm related to. (laughs) And statistically, that means four people were thinking about it. No, not related to both of them. There was one relation and then friend. Uh, Hun, tell us about you and this two-week journey you're talking about. If you want to get into it, you want to get into it on the air? I mean, sure. I feel like we've talked about... We've hinted enough. The various recovery programs you and I attend. Yep. The things we've dabbled in, the things we've explored, the things we've uh, investigated. Uh-huh. Uh, and really the marker for me, the marker of all of this <laughs> is our last couples therapy appointment. Yes, big turning point. Where I... Went into that session having just found out that any work I had the next week had been canceled. Yeah. Some paid video work that I was like, all right, this is like a nice little nut. I hate when people say that'll that. That'll get me to the next. That'll get the next mortgage payment paid. Yeah. Uh, and it's the first time in very, very long where I'm lit- I was literally like, Oh, I don't have enough money. Mm. Uh, which happened last month. I mean, I you covered the mortgage and the maintenance fee last month. Yeah. And uh, I'm not proud of that. I'm like, ew. I'm not that guy. Ew. <laughs> ew. So anyway, we go into couples therapy and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm in like financial straits here. Yeah. And we talked it out and thankfully we're not in a crisis because you are killing it. I have the money. She has the money. Okay. She is an executive realness <laughs> fashionista laborer. But pregnant. I didn't have the money like a year ago when I broke my arm and I wasn't working and I was fucking freaking out about money and you know it's like we give and we take. Yeah. You know. Anyway, uh, we we talked about it in our, our session. I, I talked about, um, you know, I've just been in a lot of gray areas with money stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been investigating the money support group. Yes. The 12-step program for people in debt. Things like that. And not a lot of people know about this 12-step program. So if you do have more questions about it, like do please feel free to reach out to us because yeah. I do think that it is um, a little bit of like a hidden one that people are, are yeah. not really aware of. So if you have any sort of issues with money, um, however big or small, it just feels like a nagging anxiety that you've had forever or maybe just recently, feel free to reach out. Yeah. You're not alone. And we checked... We started checking this out like two years ago because the thing I can, or maybe it was last summer, like a year and a half ago, because 
I remember sharing with a girl I was dating that you and I were going to these oh, meetings. Oh, yeah. And she like didn't break up with me for it, but like shamed me. She was like, I don't know if I want to be involved in somebody that has like all this debt. And I had to explain like, no, it's not just because you're in a bunch of debt. It's like you're trying to figure out a solution. It's like a spiritual whatever. So people don't understand. It's very it is kind of out there. It's a bit esoteric. Yeah. But anyway, I, I've been lurking. The way I've been explaining to people is that I've been lurking in it. You've been like committing to it for like a year now. Mm, on and off. <laughs> on and off for a year. But like getting your shit together. Yeah. And like learning a lot and like seeing positive results. Doing things differently. Yeah. And anyway, I like go like last week at couples therapy. I'm like kind of outlining where I'm at with you two. And uh, I'll just never forget you looking at me and saying... Hun, welcome to your bottom. <laughs> and then just kind of laughing about it, but really feeling like, oh my God, she's like really right. Like this, mm. this feels unbearable. Like I don't yeah. want to feel this way. So the next, that night I had a gig out in Pennsylvania, made a little bit of money. And then the next day I went to... I just went to like nine meetings between our couples therapy and today. I just went every single day, been meeting people, been fit, trying to learn stuff, uh, feeling some results already. Uh, and I, I don't know, it just feels like this is some kind of real turning point of like, huh. all right, six years of hitting the reset button, pursuing comedy, living off of savings and and whatever side production work uh kind of like having this like delusional slash blind faith that this is all going to work out um and and still i still believe that but now kind of turning this corner into like all right i gotta do this responsibly um yeah because it's not delusional to believe that it's going to work out but it's delusional to like just be like using your credit card and like not trying to get like day work or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, I was literally kind of just assuming it was all going to come together at some point. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I'm glad we, we caught it, you know, I'm glad we caught it <laughs> I mean, just we, in time. I'm glad we caught it while you were bleeding out. Uh, <laughs> looks like you can keep your limbs, but, None of it's going to really work right for a long time. What do you mean? What's this analogy? I'm trying to make a medical metaphor. I feel like you just scared people making them think I'm bleeding out. No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm one, pregnant. I'm bleeding out. <laughs> like, like, welcome to the hospital. We're glad we caught it early. This gunshot that you inflicted on yourself five years ago. <laughs> Well, and for me, I actually checked out these meetings like in my first year of sobriety. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Just one or two maybe. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is like way more than I can handle. Um, because unlike the one for drugs and alcohol where you can just stop doing those drugs and alcohol... <laughs> You can't stop dealing with money. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, for me, it's like a paralyzed, it was a paralyzing thing. And I actually 
got sober because of financial fear. Yeah. Like I had gotten myself into such a bad financial situation. Honestly, if I hadn't, I probably would have continued to drink and do drugs. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it would have felt so desperate and panic stricken. Um, so that's like my, my root, you know, and, but to like go and invest in an entirely different 12 step program about it was just like too terrifying. And it's weird. It's weird there. It's not the same vibe <laughs> as the one that we go, that we were going to normally where we met. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of terms. There's a lot of like action things you're supposed to do. Not a lot of love or warmth. No, it is not like a soft, gentle program. Um, but like you have to really fucking want to be there and yeah. like do some work to like liked, make it happen. <laughs> I heard someone make this metaphor that it's very similar to the real world. Like if you want a That's job, yeah. you have to go out and interview for the job and get in people's faces and say, I yeah. want this job. And if you want this recovery and if you want the help, we have to like go there and tell people we want this help. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Cause I was getting a lot out of it just by like going with you. Mm -hmm. Cause we go to ones that have a lot of artists and freelancers and business owners. It's like a lot of self-employed people in this program here in the city. Yeah. So like people with very similar sensibilities and goals and lifestyles and fluctuation of income. <laughs> yeah. And where like a big part of it is like expressing what your vision is. So you do yeah. a lot of like very vulnerable talking about whatever your so earnest passion oh, or creativity or art or whatever it is. And um I I just get I get very turned on by that stuff. You love like, that shit. I love a vision board. <laughs> I love Julia. You love that shit. Love Julia Cameron. Tell me about the artist date you went on this week. How did it inspire you? <laughs> what are you writing about in your morning pages? Tell me all of it. And I hate that shit. I love it. I, I have little heart stickers somewhere over here that I'm like, I'm going to go back through all my morning pages and put little hearts next to good ideas. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like, I I was in a... Actually, today I had 10 minutes to kill uh, near an ink stamp store. And I'm like, I'm going to go in there and inquire about some ink stamps with the days of the week and the months <laughs> for my calendar, my blank calendar. Uh, oh. So there's that side of it My husband But then there's <laughs> there's the hard and cold numbers Yeah Where you get down to solvency Yeah and you, get, you talk, you discuss solvency And tracking your numbers And having clarity and awareness Of what's in your bank account What kind of debt you have What, what interest rates the debt has on it Uh what what you made like Oi. I didn't even know some somebody asked me what I made last year I did, I couldn't even think what that number would be yeah I was like I don't know I have no idea yeah yeah vagueness is the, the issue vagueness which the more I talk to people that have absolutely nothing to do with this program and don't even consider themselves to necessarily like have significant debt or significant issues with money like will talk to me about like, oh yeah, I guess like I am sort of vague about this or I don't know how to plan for this. And I think that it is like our financial system is set up in a way that like to be ignorant is 
better for Big Brother. The system. The system, man. The overlords. Which that is actually what keeps me there a lot of the time is like the radical nature of it, I think, because I do think it's it's about like putting your needs first and like taking responsibility, but not like depriving yourself of everything Mm -hmm. because you should be punished for what you've done. And I think that is actually more of the approach in like, yeah, in the like fix your debt, like go to guides here. And you know, that stuff is so triggering to me. And like, I was talking to a friend that, was talking about some like Instagram personality that like gives like money tips or whatever in this woman's hashtag is get rich bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to murder that person. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that energy. However, I will say that would be so infuriating to me if I was like not doing this work. And now I can at least like step back and be like, that doesn't really work for me. Like yeah. that vibe is like not yeah. what is helpful for me and like my issues around money, but it doesn't feel quite so like triggering and dramatic to hear those things. But I do feel like I'm a little bit in like the early stages, like I was when I first stopped drinking, where I'm like, this is so much better. Like everyone should be doing this because we're all fucked up about money. Yeah. Like we could really, yeah, like fuck this system up a little bit if we were all approaching things yeah. like this, you know? I was just thinking about, if you're curious about this stuff, there's a really interesting People Magazine article that popped up in my <laughs> Apple News feed. A People I get, Magazine article. I get a lot of People Magazine <laughs> choices. Because he loves true crime. Well, this one, so this is uh, Susie Orman. Is it Suze Orman or Susie Susie. Orman? Susie, Susie Orman. Uh, it's, it's about her and the person she had on her show, this woman who was saddled with like, I want to say like $80,000 of debt from her ex-boyfriend or her ex-husband. Mm. This guy just like kept running up their credit cards together and then they got divorced and he just left and, and somehow it was like all on her to have oh to pay. God. Uh, and this. Don't do that to me. <laughs> oh, I'm on the road. Uh, uh, so it's all about how this woman repaired her life and she goes to Debtors Anonymous and oh, really? that's, that's like how she did it. So the, I think she wrote a book too. Oh, wow. Um, so, and Susie Orman like, uh, like co-signs on all the DA oh, references. Oh, that's amazing. And she's like, it's like an amazing program. So that's what and we're like, talking about, everybody. Oh, well. Oh, was I? <laughs> well, we were uh, dancing around just not naming it, but whatever. It's called Debtors Anonymous. Oh, where's she going? Peg, where are you going? She jumped off my lap because I was getting so fired up about Susie Orman. Well, she's going to the couch. Mm, okay. She's like, oh, couch is free. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Oh, what? <laughs> Peggy's, Peggy's on a search and sniff. Right <laughs> anyway, that's really cool. That makes me so happy to yeah, hear. I thought it was cool that it was just like in the thing. And then uh, there's some other very popular author... Gerald Mundus. Has anybody recommended the Mundus book to you yet? No. Somebody said, it's not conference-approved literature, but we all read this book by <laughs> Gerald Mundus. I can't tell you the name of it, but okay. he's, he's written several books. Is she moving the blanket? <laughs> now she's biting 
Ross's like Indian sarong no, blanket. No, she's just, she's getting settled. I've seen her do this before. Anyway, we <laughs> this this episode is half nature documentary. <laughs> yes. See, just settling talk. in. Just settling in. She had to move a couple pieces out of the way. Ugh, what a stunner. Mm. Anyway, uh, Mundus. Yeah, I guess he he writes uh, some mainstream books, but it's all about DA. I mean, it's, you know, it's a fucking weird place, but it's also like a magical place. Yeah. And if you're a artist way geek, you'll love it. <laughs> yes. Which fortunately or like the war of art. We've talked about that on this show. Or you're just like into therapy and like self care and like And and taking your power back. Taking your power back. Which, you know, there's a lot of like money energy people out there, which I am incredibly skeptical of, where it's mm. like money is just energy, which I agree with that, uh, but there can be a little too much like heavy, um, heavy handed, like manifestation type talk Yeah. without a lot of action discussion. And I think that DA brings those worlds together of like vision, spirituality, manifestation, while also like giving you concrete tools yeah. and it's like a diverse mix of people. So it's not like, you know, just like rich white women talking about like manifesting things like for, and like putting on their goop products. Yeah. Uh, it's like a lot of people coming from all different backgrounds. A lot uh, of walks of life. A lot of walks of life, which has also helped me because I grew up, which I'm, you can relate to this too, obviously like being exposed to people with money. And I in particular, like went to this private school and I was like really resentful of all these people around me that seemed to have more than I did. And there's a lot of people in this program that, you know, quote unquote had more than I did, but like, we're still in the same place, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is also, um, just a testament to it's just like it's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like money is bullshit. Yeah. It's complicated for literally everyone. We all have a complicated relationship to it. <laughs> Capitalism is the devil and you know, just like and the system it. is rigged. The system is rigged. Capitalism <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> yeah, like the only time money was never was not complicated for me was when I was making a lot of it. And I didn't yeah. have to think about it. Yeah. And, and you were probably and vague having, about it to some oh, degree. I was so vague and I had no idea what to do with it. That's the only reason why we have this apartment. <laughs> yeah. I was literally like, I don't know what to do with all this money. And, <laughs> and, and at one point, finally, somebody said, why don't you invest it in property and like buy something? And thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't talk like that to brag in any way. Cause no. I'm ashamed to admit that I have, I'm broke. I have no money right now. Yeah. I, have, I have negative money. I owe a lot of money to a credit card company. Um, but yeah, like, so now it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the other night we went to a Friday night meeting and uh, I forget what someone was sharing about, but it got me thinking about 
this little heartbreaking. Oh, somebody was talking about how they were never good with money and they can even remember when they were got an allowance for mm. five dollars a week. Yeah. Which was our rate. Yeah. That's what we got when yeah. we were kids. Uh, I I don't know how long that was a thing for, but for a while my mom would give us five bucks uh for allowance. Yeah. Which was like cute, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember this one time going to the throughway market grocery shopping night friday night event with mom <laughs> and uh, i had my five bucks and i got quarters and i was like i'm gonna play teenage mutant ninja turtles arcade game Aww. in the front of the grocery store and uh it was like 50 cents around you get three outs or whatever yeah and within like a few minutes 10 seconds <laughs> it was game over <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna play again and I played again, game over again within like two minutes. Yeah. And the five bucks was gone within, yeah, like probably 20 minutes. And I remember thinking, that's all my money. My money's gone. And like feeling heartbroken by it and feeling like this is unfair. Yeah. And like, and it wasn't real either. Like it was like, it went yeah. so quickly. Like that couldn't have been even real money. And plus... I gave a $5 bill to somebody and they gave me a whole bunch of coins. Yeah. And now those coins are just on the other side of this machine where I can't reach them. <laughs> like, what does this even mean? Yeah. But being so sad and, and like disappointed in myself. Yeah. Yeah. The shame that, that I would have spent early. it all on that stupid yeah. game. And this is like, I'm in like fifth grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how old I was, but just feeling so, uh, bummed bummed out by it yeah and then i was like a big old hoarder with money like i loved i would roll coins and keep them in my drawer and i would like search for coins and you still have a bit of that take little little uh little uh side jobs shoveling snow and just like i had this wallet like at that age who needs a wallet when you're 11 and (laughs) and it had the same like 10 bucks in it for like months on end you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was like more of a hoarder. Uh, and then, yeah. Oh God, money sucks. Doesn't it? (laughs) Well, and it's also like, it really is one of our earliest complicated relationships, I think, because we don't understand it as children, but we know that it's like necessary to live. Uh, And like, for me, it was like, I never, we never had an allowance. So it was just always me like begging my parents for money for something, which I fucking hated because I felt entitled and they should give it to me. And why aren't they just getting me this thing I asked for? And so it was like the moment I could start making my own money, I did. Yeah. But like once it was mine, it was like just fucking burning through my fingers. Yeah. And I had a little bit of, I more wanted like tangible stuff. So like the shame of spending it was maybe not as concrete because I was like, oh, well I have this thing now that yeah. like this money got for me, you know? Um. But it, it's just, yeah, it's so convoluted and like, historical and like your family hands you down like their weird stuff with money and mm-hmm. you're like what's this <laughs> like yeah. 
<laughs> like, what are these feelings? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to talk about it? Oh, no, no, no. We're yeah. not going to talk about it. You know, like, it's just. And I am relieved to some extent that, like, we are dealing with this stuff right now just based on, like, not only to, like, prepare financially for our child, but to, like, deal with our fucking issues around money. Like, so that we don't necessarily, like, are pass on the same bullshit to our kid. Like, yeah. I, I don't want her to... She's going to have her hands full with the apocalypse. <laughs> She's going to be And the gun full. nuts. She's going to have a lot of oh, martial God. arts classes to do. The gun nuts. Oh, She's so going to have terrifying. sword training <laughs> and marksmanship. We will get her guns. Uh, <laughs> she can't be thinking about money. But I like, like everything, obviously nothing is going to go perfectly, but just to be able to talk about those things yeah. with her in a way that... And each other. And each other. And that I to be, like for her to be around us, to be able to talk about it and like just have a better sense that yeah. it's like you have to respect it, but it's also like meaningless, <laughs> you know, like... yeah. I remember uh, with money stuff with my mom, I can remember like asking for money and her being like, oh, I don't have any. I I get paid on Friday, like being very Mm. aware of when she gets paid. Yeah. And then also if she sometimes she would say, I I don't have enough for that. And maybe your father, you can ask for your father, Mm. but you got to wait till he pays himself because he my dad Mm. has a business. And uh, that was kind of interesting to think about in the context of what I'm going through now because I have I had to do that too especially when my business was making money figure out how okay the business is making a lot of money but how do I pay myself yeah how, how do you do that in a rational way yeah and I never figured that out I just sort of winged it the whole time uh so yeah thinking about that yeah just that phrase of well he'll pay himself and just being mystified like what the hell does that even mean (laughs) i know like i still don't know what it means like what do you mean he's gonna pay himself like he's gonna work and clock in and clock out and it's like well also it feels like such a somebody literally who i was talking to from the program was telling me that he pays himself every month and he's like an actor and a real estate broker and i'm like yeah but like you don't know what you're going to make though. (laughs) Like, like it changes all the time. So like, how do you decide what you're paying yourself? Like it just gets so, I literally get to a place where I'm like, can you please hold my hand and just do every little thing with me? Because I like, am going to have a mental breakdown. But that's where the power (laughs) of this kind of program comes. Like there are people who've been doing it a long time and who take it very seriously. You could say, how much does it cost to be you, John Smith, yeah. on a monthly basement basis. What? How much does it cost to be you? And they're like, well, all my expenses together are $4,200. $4, uh, and I need to bring in $10,000 a month to live the life I want to live uh, for these reasons. And this is how much I have. Like, they just can rattle off these numbers. And to be honest, I don't know how much it costs to be me. Like... <laughs> I, if I add like, and that's why we have to do all this shit yeah. to figure out like, all right, the mortgage, the maintenance fee, the rough average food costs, yeah. groceries, fucking 
Hulu, Netflix, phone bill, like all the random shit that just like automatically comes out of the bank account. And like I've added up my month before. I haven't done it lately. I need to do that this week. And it is like, I'm scared of it. But it's like, why am I scared of Like the number is big, much bigger monthly of like what my living expenses are, which isn't just like the cost. To be the Ross. Like, it's not just like your nut, which I hate that, uh, of like your baseline bills. It's like, yeah, the cost of being me monthly is much higher than I am comfortable with, I guess. But it's like, I'm only uncomfortable because I just assume I'm overspending my money. Yeah. You know? Uh which is all, it's all uncomfortable because it's like vague and scary and like nobody talks about it. Yeah. But the other reason why this place works for me too is because it's like, I know everybody I'm talking to is like coming from the same place as me. Yeah. Whereas like when I talk to people outside of it, I am immediately just like, you don't get me. Okay. You don't understand how complicated this is and how messy and how many feelings I have about it. Like, whereas I just assume people in the program like know all of that. So I'm willing to like receive concrete information from them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I've never successfully like received tips or help from people outside of DA. (laughs) Like people that are just like thinking about money in like a black and white way. Wait a second. You don't do quarterlies? Oh my God. (laughs) But I'm working my way towards quarterlies, everyone. Can you believe it? Amazing. (laughs) Because somebody in the rooms told you to do it. Well, there's also that meeting we go to that that's like part of oh to call yourself solvent well no not to call yourself solvent but to sponsor can i finish did i cut you off yes twice. you took a breath you were taking (gasps) to qualify at this meeting which means to speak speak like to be a speaker and share your story for 20 minutes you have that's like one of the qualifications is that you have to be paying quarterly taxes uh I'm like, oh, it's going to be a while, but maybe sooner than I think will I qualify to do such service. Um, So we're just, we're in the beginning of it. We're in the thick of it, which is why it just felt like a pressing thing to discuss, I guess. Yeah. And like, I don't know. We told you guys about our STIs and our multiple sexual partners and et cetera, et cetera. Why not uh, tell you about... uh, the most intimate of intimates. Well, and this, for me, I remember we were like rattling off podcast name ideas. One was talking to booze. Oh, we are talking to <laughs> booze. Oh, it's a taboo topic. Let's talk. <laughs> and as everyone knows, romance and finance yeah. are very taboo heavy. Oh, very Just taboo full heavy. Of- we're saying taboo, by the way, <laughs> yes. talking to booze. But I think it it's all overlaps. It's all like in this world of like, you're not supposed to talk about that. Yeah. And if you do, it's like not in mixed company, which like, what does that yeah. even mean? Uh, 
And we are people that talk about things because uh, that is what helps us. And we hope that it helps you. And a podcast is a talk medium. <laughs> Did you all know that? Mm-hmm. Not visual, audio. You're going to have a podcast, you better talk. So, uh, But yeah, it feels... Like y'all are on this journey with us. We've gotten less sexual and more financial <laughs> as of late. Yeah. Uh which is okay. Well, one might argue that you're in the most sexual state of your life. You are producing a person inside your vagina. Well, it depends. I to be clear, the baby is not inside of my vagina right it's now. It's in your uterus? <laughs> Is the uterus a part of the vagina? Those are separate? No, they're separate. Oh, yeah, that's like the... <laughs> you need the to uter- go. The vagina is like the foyer. <laughs> and the uterus is the great room. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Man, I was... But uh, also I was go- licking, licking this foyer the other day. Stop. <laughs> Not in the mood. And I wasn't, by the way. We're yawning. It's late. We're looking at Peg being like, that looks cute. Yeah, she's curled up like a donut. Oh my God, she looks so cute. I wonder what the monthly cost of being Peg is. Zero. zero fucking zero dollars. because but it's a monthly cost on us as parents. Uh, yeah, that is a new category on my on my spending plan. <laughs> Peg. Uh, but worth every goddamn penny. Uh, well, I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah. We're back. Sorry we missed you last week. We just like couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was, yeah. What was that? Sunday I had something I, I came home from and I, oh no, that was, yeah. A DA related event. My third DA meeting of this nine meeting run. And I had like a small group meeting after the meeting for a pressure relief group. To talk about what's Which is supposed really... to provide relief, but it did not. It doesn't always. It, it made doesn't... me feel on fire with discomfort. Oh, no. But some of the sort of work outreach that I did based on that meeting led to work this weekend. Yeah. So, you know, guys, I'm out there. I'm doing production work. I'm shooting videos. <laughs> I just shot a comedy show tonight. Made a little scratch. I'm willing to earn. <laughs> you hear that? World. Somebody from Comedy Central checked in about producing for them. I can't do it because I got a bunch of college dates during that show. But that felt like the universe saying, hey, you're a comedian. You're a TV producer. Why not produce in this realm? The work is there. And that felt exciting. And uh, I'm grateful for that person reaching out. There's no way she will ever listen to this, but it means a lot. And maybe this is me talking to my higher power right now. Hello? Hello, Hi. are you up there? Hi, higher power. Hello? Um, I'm getting tired and conking out, so... Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We missed you. I have some shows. Patrick... Is going to tell you about some shows. February 15th and 16th, York, PA, and some other town in Pennsylvania. (laughs) 
some other fucking town. Uh, I've got those shows going on, and uh, I'm gonna. I think those dates are on my calendar already. Because uh, man, I did a show in Tamaqua, Pennsylvania recently, and I don't think they liked me. Oh no, it was fine. I, I had a good time. There were some laughs. Uh, well, there were lots of laughs. I'm a good comedian. All right, this is my vision. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Here are the here are the dates. Okay, February first, Saturday, this Saturday at Atlantic City Comedy Club. I'll be featuring on two shows for Jacob Williams. He's hilarious. February 9th, I will be at Comics Roadhouse in uh, Connecticut. What is that town? Uncasville. Comics Roadhouse. Oh, at the Mohegan at, Sun. Yeah, yeah. They call it Comics Roadhouse now. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's uh it's Valentine's Day, Friday, February fourteenth in York, PA, and Saturday, February fifteenth, also in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's good actually. Sorry, keep going. Uh and then February twenty second through uh no, February twenty fifth through the twenty sixth. Twenty fifth and twenty sixth in Nebraska, y'all. Wow. Finally got some college gigs on the calendar. Wow, 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 wow. March is a bunch of college gigs. Guys, I love you. We love you. Thanks for letting us share. Oh, and shit. if you have any this questions. This wasn't recording. Shut up. Just kidding. I Don't you love when he does that joke, fans? Have I done that? Yes. If um, you have any questions, what? If you have any questions about stuff we've talked about, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh it's like a weird, heavy topic that feels really scary to talk about. Uh, but there are other people that get why it's scary. So you are not. Oh, don't sing Michael Jackson. Child rapist. Stop. Anyway, happy birthday. Monday. No, not happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Monday. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.